the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Good morning, Senator Johnson. Welcome back. Good morning, Hugh. Hope you're doing well. I am. Uh, Carl Rove was at my guest yesterday, and he characterized you as a happy warrior. And he implied that the race is going very well for you in Wisconsin against the very radical Mandela Barnes. Is Carl right? Well, listen, I, I'm, I don't try and be in a good mood. <laughs> I, I understand what we're up against. And, and Hugh, you know what we're up against? We have a Democrat Party and radical left that only can conduct diversionary operations. They cannot talk about the results of their disastrous policies in the governance. They're not going to talk about 40-year high inflation. They can't address gasoline price prices because they purposely drove them up. They can't talk about rising crime because their defund police movement and you know, all their you know, anti-law enforcement rhetoric uh, is certainly fueling that crisis. They can't talk about uh, the border because they opened it up, uh, allowing a flood of illegal immigrants and deadly drugs. So all they have are diversions. So that's what President Biden's speech was about. That's what all the lies, distortions, the character assassinations against myself, the politics, personal destruction, that's all they have. You know, I, I've got to believe the truth has its own power. I, I, I have to hope and pray that Wisconsinites just see through you know, the lies, the distortions, the, the, the fact that my opponent is in hiding. I mean, he's taking a page right out of Biden's playbook, maybe not in the basement, but he's, he will not talk to the press. He doesn't give interviews. Now, he obviously is trying to uh, make sure the, the Wisconsinites do not understand what a radical leftist he is. So, Senator Johnson, one of those diversions is an attempt by the president to call MAGA Republicans semi-fascist, to imply that there's a threat to democracy when in fret, there's a threat to Democratic incumbents. How, what percentage of Republicans are semi-fascist, in your view, Ron Johnson? Uh, zero. Um Listen, I was on the platform when President Biden took his oath of office and gave his inaugural address eight times during that speech. He said his number one goal was to unify and heal this nation. He And he has done the exact opposite. And let's be honest. It is the left that is dividing this nation. It has always been the left that divides this nation. You know, they want to concentrate on January 6th, which we all condemned, but they want to completely ignore and bury the 8,000 largely peaceful protests, but 570 of those things turn into riots, injured 2,000 law enforcement officers, $1 to $2 billion worth of property damage. A couple dozen people died in Kenosha, Wisconsin. My opponent uh, certainly incited, helped incite the riots when he said that what the police did with the Jacob Blake was a vendetta. Um, so, no, they want to ignore all of the violence, all of the rhetoric, all the extremism on their side and only concentrate on one, one, one day and take that day and turn all of the people who support President Trump into potential domestic terrorists, I was always suspicious of how they came up with that thousands of armed insurrectionists 
immediately. Um, again, that, that's it's, it's a narrative they want to put forward. It's incredibly divisive, and from my standpoint, uh, I want to I want to help heal and unify this nation. That, that's what we need. Lincoln said, "A house divided cannot stand. A divided America weakens America and boldens our enemies." I think that's why Putin's invading in, in Ukraine, uh, committing his uh, atrocities and war crimes. So this this divisiveness of Biden and the Democrats is very destructive to America. And I just have to hope and pray Americans and Wisconsinites open up their eyes and understand what's happening here. Uh, Senator Johnson, I want to bring up the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article. Ron Johnson won't support same-sex marriage bill in its current form, says 2015 Supreme Court ruling was wrongly decided. I want my audience, though, to have this context. Uh, Story decisis matters a lot in the United States. Story decisis protects people of faith. Story decisis did not protect Roe and Dobbs for reasons explained by Justice Alito and previously in Citizens United by Chief Justice Roberts. But Obergefell, which uh, made same-sex marriage the law of the land, and Loving from way back, which made interracial marriage the law of the land, are not in any jeopardy. Story decisis protects them. The court in Dobbs said so explicitly that no other decision was called into question. And yet there is an attempt to make Obergefell and Loving appear on sand ground, on on uh, very, very uh, shaky foundation, because it serves the political agenda of the Democrats to alarm people. Yeah. It's not true. So what do you say? I would probably vote for this bill that's coming up, but I hate voting for a political bill that's a scare tactic. Well, again, this is another diversionary tactic on the part of the left. They, they, they cannot let any wound remain healed. They've got to pick the scab, and they've got to continue to push these wedge issues. Listen, I always supported civil unions. I thought that would have been the reasonable uh, solution for gay marriage, okay, or gay unions. Uh, but the Supreme Court ruled otherwise. You know, Rude called them gay marriages. Okay, fine. You know, let's move on. We've got much bigger problems facing this nation and, you know, because Justice Thomas uh, said that it was wrongly decided, and I, mean, I, don't, you know, I don't know one way or the other, quite honestly, um, but it doesn't make any difference. That's my point. It will never be overturned for what you just said there. I mean, stare decisis protects decisions that, if, were, if they were overturned, would disrupt people's lives. I don't want to disrupt people's lives. That's exactly I right. Want to move, I want pretty, to move on. Pretty but good for a non-lawyer. Move on. Pretty good. If there are reliance interests in a decision, and there are none in Roe and Casey, despite what the left says, you cannot disturb that decision. There are huge reliance interests in Obergefell, which is why the lead dissenter in Obergefell, the chief justice with whom I agreed in his dissent, has said, as has all the other conservatives, we're not overturning Obergefell. It's done. It's finished. It's over. And so Chuck Schumer wants to bring this up. I would vote for it, Senator, because I want stare decisis to be firmed up everywhere, but I'd add religious liberty protection to make sure everyone understands the ministerial exception and other things are in there. What's going to happen on this? Because clearly the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and members of the left think you're vulnerable on this issue. Well, that just proves my point. This is simply a political weapon to be used against me. Now, I've already you know, expressed my very reasonable uh, opinion on this. Uh, initially I said, hey, I don't see a reason to oppose it. But then, again, I listen to people, and people have expressed some very legitimate concerns about religious liberty. Let's face it, the left, you give them an inch, they want to take 5,000 miles. And you can just imagine 
how they have pushed this and pushed this and start initiating lawsuits against religious groups and religious, religious institutions and religious individuals. And I think that's the slippery slope we need to protect ourselves against. So I think personally, we're probably better off just leaving Oberfeld as it is and not passing anything at this point in time, quite honestly. You know, we'll see what amendments might protect us. But, you know, Hugh, this is a very complex issue. It's very difficult to game this out and figure out all the different permutations based on a law that may or may not protect religious liberty. So, again, I've, I've, I actually listen to people. I take religious liberty very seriously. And as much as I, I don't want to disrupt people's lives, but they won't be disrupted. That's, that is the whole point. This is completely unnecessary. This is the left opening up a wound that should just remain healed and we should be moving on. But they can't let sleeping dogs lie. Note to people who are listening, Ryan Anderson may be the world's leading authority on the legal nature of marriage, and I have a disagreement over whether or not religious liberty is protected by the same-sex marriage statute. And so it's being discussed at very high level. It can't be rushed through the Senate. It just can't be. I probably would vote for it, but I, I just I loathe politicizing what isn't political. Senator Johnson, you were chair of Homeland Security. You did a very good job. You know about extremism in America. A story came out yesterday from an arm of the uh, Anti-Defamation League telling us that there were 373 people named on Oath Keepers membership lists serving in law enforcement. There are 900,000 law enforcement officers in the United States. It said there are 86 active firefighters on this Oath Keepers list. There are a million 80,000 firefighters. How big of a problem? You know, one extremist in a public agency is one too many, in my view, and cause for firing and separation. I'm sure you agree with that if they are pledged to the overthrow of the United States or any kind of violence. But how big of a problem is it really? Listen, it's hard to say. Again, it depends on the individual, how extreme that individual is, whether that individual being signed up on that list really understands what the group may or may not stand for. Again, this is all about individual uh, responsibility, individual rights, uh, individuals' ability to associate with groups, you know, freedom of speech. Uh, you know, listen, our, our, our Constitution protects an awful lot of behavior that may, maybe some of us don't particularly uh, like or believe in, but it's protected nonetheless. And unless you act or act in, you know, an Ill- illegal fashion, your rights are protected. Now, uh, Senator, yesterday, or this morning, the Post ran a story on Representative Jayapal being threatened by a man with a gun outside her house. Very compelling story. Earlier this week, a journalist in Las Vegas was murdered by an elected official who this journalist had exposed for malfeasance. And this guy, a 45-year-old elected official, shot and killed a journalist. These are, these are very troubling times. The, you know, there was an attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice. Of course, you remember the attempt to kill half the Congress by a... Uh, a left-wing activist on the ball field. Americans really want to know, you were in the chair of this committee. Should they go to bed at night worrying about this, or should they be focused on inflation, crime, the border, Iran becoming a nuclear superpower, Xi and Putin getting together? What matters most? Well, listen, I think the, those massive problems are, are the biggest ones. I mean, the fact that a dollar that you held at the beginning of the Biden administration is now worth 88.3 cents. Wow. That the Democrats are purposely driving up the cost of energy. Uh, listen, I don't downplay the individual threats to our security. Uh, this does not seem as safe a nation as it was when I was growing up. There, there's no doubt about it. It's why I so hate the divisiveness, why I so hate the anger, why, why I embraced President Biden's goal of unifying and healing this nation, and, and why I'm so depressed that 
he's done the exact opposite. So, you know, my message to Wisconsinites is if you love this country, I think most people do. I don't think they're leaders who want to fundamentally transform this nation do, but I think they do. So if you love this nation, if you're concerned about its future, and 75 to 80 percent are saying they're, we're on the wrong track, but if you love this nation and concerned about its future, join us. Join uh, us in unifying and healing and saving this nation. That's what we need to do. The um, uh, Carl Rove yesterday agreed with you that Mandela Barnes, I think he agreed with you that Mandela Barnes is to the left of John Fetterman. Uh, Mandela Barnes is also in his own trouble. Let me play a clip for you yesterday from ABC 12 in Milwaukee. Here's Mandela Barnes explaining why he couldn't join the president of the United States in his own backyard. Cut number seven. You know, with labor workers in union yesterday, you also did not appear with the president yesterday. Why was that? Well, uh, we had a pre-packed schedule. had to get around the state. I'm really grateful that the president has shown his support for the labor uh, movement here in Wisconsin. Okay, Ron Johnson, when you ditch the president, the president is radioactive. Uh, what, what does that tell you about Mandela Barnes and Joe Biden? Well, again, he can't defend, nor can Biden defend their policies. So all they can do is lie, distort and assassinate my character in my campaign. But again, I think that was one of three questions he's answered in what, about the last month? And it really wasn't that hard a question, was it? It's not, he's not, they're not asking him, do you think there should be any restrictions on abortion? Yes. Uh, you, know, do, you know, I mean, they, they ought to be asking him the hard question, what would you, you, know, what would you do to, to solve inflation? I mean, you've been for all this massive spending that caused inflation. You know, you're supportive of the Green New Deal. I mean, that's what's driving purposefully up the cost of gas you still support that? I mean, those are the questions they should be asking, but they don't have access to him because oh, I the would, guy is in hiding. I would love to ask him how many semi-fascists are in the Republican Party. You said zero percent. I probably would say a statistically insignificant percentage because there's going to be some. But they won't even ask him the question, or will they ask him the question about that face plant in Philly by Joe Biden, the red setting speech? What did you make of that speech, Senator Johnson? Oh, it, was, it was horrible. I've, I've never seen a president give a more divisive speech, and, and Q, I was rounding up. Okay, I agree with you. It's an incontestable yeah. number. There are, of course, some, but I was rounding up, and it's basically zero. But no, that, that was the most divisive speech I've ever heard a U.S. president give. You, you, again, but that's what they've been doing. Since the start, of, really, the start of the Trump administration, they have been dividing this country. They've been di- dividing it for decades, but they've really put it into hyperdrive now because – they want power. They crave power. I don't understand it, but that's what the left wants. They want power over your life. They want last, to control last, everything. Last question for you, Senator Johnson. In the week before the election of 2020, the ABC Washington Post poll said President Trump was losing to Joe Biden by 17 points in Wisconsin. Joe Biden won by 0.6 percent. Why does anyone believe anything about any poll in Wisconsin? I mean, good or bad? Why? I mean, obviously... It state cannot be polled. Well, or the, the polls are distorted to the spirit voters and, and try and you know, certainly deter my supporters from donating. By the way, it's Ron Johnson from Senate.com. Spent over $50 million. I'm going to need help uh, to counter all the lies and distortions. But again, I think it's all about trying to impact the election. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.